に上がら関係ねえ<笑> Shall we begin? Into his coming I can do this all day Tear down this wall Ikuzon Welcome everybody to the newest episode of the Ikuzon scripted podcast powered by Jägermeister Today we'll have a sit-down with Yaboy from the line of scrimmage on NFL pitches. He went to become one of the, those hard-to-kill fighters in the octagon. Proven by his 15 wins in professional fights with unmatched endurance, work ethic and competitive heart and with history in both 185 and 205. Uh, it's as he says, until he gets wise, anybody, anywhere, anytime and any weight. Eric Anders. Eric, are you ready to dive deep into genuine uncensored and unscripted talk with us today? Man, let's get it. That's an awesome introduction. Thank you. Well, I tried my best. Not, <laughs> not as good as Bruce Buffer. I support him, but <laughs> no competition there. But yeah. uh, Eric, you were born on a U.S. Air Force base in the Philippines, and some may say you were destined to be a fighter. But before entering the cage, you were a football player. So why did you transition from American football to MMA? Um. To be honest, um, I, d- I wasn't good enough to play in the NFL, uh, and I didn't make it. So I was still young, so I had that competitive drive, and you know, just wanted to be a professional athlete my whole life. So, but to be honest, before I even thought about uh, fighting for real, I just wanted to blow off some steam and work out. And I'm not really a weightlifting guy; I lift, but like it's not my favorite thing to do, you know. So uh, I started with jujitsu. I wrestled a little bit in high school. Uh, I knew that jiu-jitsu was very similar to uh, wrestling, so started with that and then just kind of ball to MMA. Well, you described being a martial artist as a humbling experience, but it is sometimes these days of your college football glory, especially after a day of hard-hitting night in the octagon. Um... I'm, I'm much more of uh, MMA more than I ever football. So, uh, football was cool and I, and I thought I loved it. So I found MMA, and then I, that's, you know, it's my true love and passion. Um, you know, football, like I wanted to play when I was a kid. My mom didn't want me to, you know, get hurt, you know, get brain damage and all those other stigmas that went with MMA or boxing. I wanted to box because MMA wasn't even a thing for real back then. So, uh, football was it for me, and uh, yeah, I just uh, I thought I liked it, but you know, as I got older and thought about it, you know, I really just played because my friends played football, the girls like football players, uh, and, you know, things like that. And then I really thought I was kind of good, and I could go to school, and you know, this and a third. So I just kind of stuck with it a little bit. Yeah, but uh, I mean, uh, football is dangerous sport as well. If you look at uh, it from this perspective, I. I'm a European, so we don't follow it very much. But from what I've heard, uh, concussions, uh, city as well, uh, injuries, it's it's dangerous about this as a MMA in some sense. Yes, yeah, absolutely. You know, but I didn't, nobody knew about that stuff back then. So that stuff, that, those, that research and stuff didn't start coming out till, uh, like towards the end of my football career. So, you know, unfortunately for me, I I got to play with all the without without any like the safety protocols and stuff. Mm, yeah, I mean, but uh, as far as the MMA goes, now that you mentioned, 
safety. You know, there's been a, a lot of talk lately about constructions of MMA, I think. Uh, we hear a lot about judging. We hear a lot about the rule set, some this and that. Do you think, for example, judging, because there have been some bad decisions lately, for example, recent one with Kai Kara France, do you think there is a way maybe that judging could be, let's just say fixed, but, you know, could be held more accountable, or is there a way to make it better in some sense? Yeah, I think the judges uh, should have to, like, explain why they scored the thing, why they scored the fight that way. I think that there should be a course... Like, there should be a standard. There is no standard. It's all opinion-based. Well, if I don't understand that, you know, this dude is being held on the ground and, you know, he's not doing anything. Like, he, like look, the guy, he may not be, like, doing damage, but at the same time, he's controlling the fight. Then how can you judge a fight? How can you penalize the dude who's doing all the work and not the guy who's being held down? You know, get up, you know, or whatever. You know, so, I, I yeah, I think that there should be, like, a class or something that they take or you know uh, something like that just so there's like the like it's consistent right now i think the biggest thing is there is no consistency in uh mma right now that that leads me to one of your classics when you had a match in uh, brazil when you faced Machida, and that's one of the matches that had controversial decision by judges so did you held a grudge against somebody or you just wanted to see who's next in the line back then like against the fighter no against the judges uh yeah yeah you know that's half my money you know uh these judges they have no penalty they still get paid their full check you know fighters if they lose the fight they're only getting half their money you know so what, what if I told you that, you know, based on somebody else's opinion, uh, it, it could cost you half your check? You know, you'd want them to get there. You'd want them to get it right, too. Oh, yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, oh, 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 on that note, now that you mentioned uh, Machida, obviously you you fought in front of some uh, hostile crowds. Obviously, uh, recently you were uh, in front of Canadian crowd, which I think was pretty nice. Uh, but uh, Brazilian crowd is... Uh, a little bit more hostile. Uh, do you do? Is that something that you find uh, difficult? Like, for example, against Machida or Santos, to uh, you know be home opposition, uh, or is it when you enter the octagon? You know, it's just business. It's just business. You know, uh, it is what it is. I enjoy fighting in front of a, a hostile crowd. You know, they uh, kind of gives the give the fight a little bit more of a. Uh, more than just a fight, you know what I mean? Uh, it, it gives it a little more edge, it makes it a little bit more exciting for me. Yeah, I don't. But, uh, for example, uh, like, uh, is there a... I, and I'm, uh, like, you, when you're a fan, and I've, for example, been only to one uh, UFC event, and the energy there was amazing. Uh, do you, uh, as a fighter, want to feed off the crowd? Is there a feeling of uh, just happiness for the live performance? Oh, absolutely. You know, I think, you know, when, when you're fighting and you crack somebody really good, you hear the crowd, ooh, oh, you hear all that. You know, anybody who says that doesn't affect, you know, the fight, you know, it's probably lying to you. There are no rules but one. Drink Jägermeister at minus 18 degrees Celsius. <laughs> 
Is there a fight that you still think about at night, either win or loss, for which you think maybe that could have a different outcome? And which fight is the one that you are most grateful that happened? Um, and I, I sure would have liked that win against Pachita. Uh, but that's not that's not the only fight that I think I won that I lost. The, the Iron Turtle at Zinu Park, I thought I won that fight as well. Um, judges said otherwise. Uh, so yeah, it's like you're costing me my money. You know what I mean? I want that. I hate that. You know? And uh but it, it it doesn't keep me up at night, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, obviously. Tell me now that you mentioned obviously money is the is the huge theme in the MMA world always. You know, we're talking about fighters' purses and uh, salaries and some other things connected to it. What is what is your opinion on stance on the current uh, fighters' pay? Is it is it let's say fair? Do you think some guys overreact to it? Do do you think uh, there's too much negative talk, or do you think it should be increased? Like there's even talk about bonuses. Adesanya spoke uh, recently about the bonuses for fifty thousand years ago and they still haven't gone up do you think that should go, go up or something like that yeah that'd be dope with bonus split up um as far as the fighters pay um i think you have to look at the sport from the uh from a business standpoint there's no company or business that's going to pay you more than you're worth to the company you know what i mean so if they pay you fifty thousand, they should probably bring in you know, they're generating more than $50,000 off. You know, they're not going to pay you $100,000 to start, even though they could, if you're just because, you know, like your value isn't that, you know, you don't bring that much in, in revenue to the company. You know what I mean? Walmart's not going to pay you $30 an hour if you only, if, if, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I think like fighters need to realize this isn't a fighting business, it's an entertainment business. Yes, winning and fighting is part of it, but you know, ticket sales and all that other stuff goes into it too. So, you know, they need to think about that aspect of it. I'll shift gears and ask you a few questions in this one. You said you want to do five more fights. Do you have eye on your next opponent already among... I know you will probably be out of action due to operation until the end of the year, but among those five fights, is there any name in particular you would like to get your hands on and do you hope one of those fights can maybe be a title shot? Um, I mean, I think the title is a foregone conclusion. Like, that's not going to happen, you know, but um, I have four more fights left. And what I can do is entertain the fans, and uh, you know that's kind of my goal. When my goal is shifted um, for MMA, so you know I'm not, uh, you know, really looking so much to like win the belt as much as I am looking to just go out there, put on shows, win these last four fights, and walk away with a pocket full of cash, and you know start whatever the next match or. Uh, yeah, I mean that's that's uh, when you when you think about it that 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 sounds like a admirable plan because a lot of fighters uh, I think live on and not 
they'll leave us a good memory, so to speak, as fans, because they go went all over the hill, you know. Obviously, you can't judge them. For some, it's money. For some, it's love of the sport. But it, it's sometimes hard to watch fighters, you know, go away, not in style, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, no. Well, I mean, I think that's the life of an athlete. Every athlete thinks that they're going to, you know, be an athlete forever so they don't really prepare for the for their life after fighting. So no one knows. So I think, like, that's that's the real issue. Me, like, it's okay. Like, I, I fight, but fighting isn't my identity. You know what I mean? Like, I have other streams of revenue. I can make money other ways. So... You know, it's just, it's not, it's more than a hobby, but it ain't life or death for me, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, uh, one more question for me uh, before we wrap up. Uh, as far as the, like, obviously you said you have four more fights and you want to leave on the high note to be entertaining uh, and things like that. Uh, tell me, like, uh, just as an uh, MMA fighter, is... Uh, uh, because we had Ken Shamrock on, and uh, I wanted to see if this also correlates with other, other fighters. He said that when he goes into when he went into a camp uh, for three months, two months, whatever, he whether he won or lost, uh, he felt disappointed after because all his life for the last one, two, three months has been concentrated on that day, that fight, and when that is over. You don't know what to do in your life, almost. Uh, is that something that correlates with you, or is that uh, you, you're just not wired like that? Oh, uh, nah. Like when the fight's over, it's over. Yes, of course. Like you can control. You can, uh, you know, um, what do you call it? Critique, and you know, you should be your biggest critic. But uh, yeah, I'm not. Uh, not a big deal for me. Like, like I told you, it's not like right there. You know what I mean? All right. And before we wrap up, we have a little tradition where we translate a quote from Montenegrin English, uh, from Montenegrin Montenegri language to English and look at prepare one quote for this episode. Okay. The, the quote is from uh, our uh, esteemed boxer, uh, Miodrag Peronovic, who was uh, a silver medalist in Moscow in 1980. And on our language, he said, uh, sure. Često kao i život, prije svega stvar duha, snage ličnosti karaktera. Za početak treba imati veliku želju, biti uporan, hrabar, vjerovati i uspjeh će doći. And on English it would say, boxing or fighting, uh, often like lives, is primarily a matter of spirit, strength, of personality, character. Eric, thank you for this opportunity. I hope we will maybe have a chance to go on distance uh, maybe in the future. Yeah. Yes, I would love to. Um, yeah, that's an awesome quote. Um, and, you know, obviously if it's written by a silver medalist, like he knows what he's talking about a little bit. So uh, thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. At the end time. And I schedule another time we can go more in depth. We stay genuine, uncensored, and unscripted. And we always will, as we have to order our usual. Share us, subscribe us, and stay tuned until the next Wednesday. Iguzo!